Hello and welcome back to this episode of The Latest. You are joined by Izzy and Annie and today we are going to be breaking down what is happening in Ukraine at the moment between Russia, between Europe, between America. We're going to give you everything you need to know as quickly as possible so you can be up to date on what is happening. This is The Latest. So Annie, can you just give us a quick rundown on what is the situation right now? At the moment, for the past kind of decade or so, there's been kind of a lot of tension on the border between um, Ukraine and Russia, um, and kind of many events kind of have escalated to kind of the current situation, where the kind of world awaits kind of very tensely to see what will happen on the border and whether Russia will invade Ukraine. So it's all kind of kicking off at the moment, isn't it? It's, yeah, basically. I think we're on. all kind of just waiting and seeing what Russia will do. So let's take it back and work out what is actually going on between Ukraine and Russia because there is a long history there. Ukraine was part of the Russian Empire for a long time and it was part of the USSR. Um, however, in 1991, when the Soviet Union dissolved after the end of the Cold War, Ukraine became independent. Uh, however, the current president, Vladimir Putin, is really keen to keep control of this sort of what was the Russian Empire. Um, so he's always had a lot of interest in Ukraine, a lot of people... or say that he sees it kind of as his back garden he kind of thinks russia is entitled to this territory so there was always this tension in around 2004 putin was putting his support behind Viktor yanukovych who was his favorite candidate to go up for like president of ukraine he was ousted in around 2004 he re then regained power in 2010 and then was ousted again in 2014. So this president that Putin is supporting because he's on the side of Russia and also wants to keep this close relationship between Russia and Ukraine has been ousted in 2014. This was because something called the Revolution of Dignity where um, he refused to sign a political association and free trade agreement with the EU. Um, which was Ukraine's parliament supported. So it's kind of this relationship between the EU and Ukraine. This president that's on the side of Putin doesn't want to get any closer to the EU. He wants to keep it very separate on the side of Russia. So Russia was not happy that this agreement wanted to be signed. They reacted by forcibly seizing the Crimean Peninsula. This was in southern Ukraine. So this is all back in 2014. This started the Russian-Ukrainian war. So since then, around 13,000 people have actually died and 2 million people have been forced to leave their homes. So a big kind of factor is that Ukraine has recently been seeking to join NATO, uh, which I believe Russia is not a part of. Um, but obviously NATO is kind of um, the North Atlantic um, Treaty Organization. Um, it's a military alignment alliance, sorry, um, kind of primarily made up of 12 countries, including like the US, um, Canada, the UK, France, etc. Ukraine kind of want to join that, which could seem to Russia as a furthering of Ukraine's kind of relationship with the EU and the West in general. Um, obviously with kind of the former Soviet like Union, sorry, um, and kind of communism, there's a lot of kind of tension there. And I think that is kind of one of the most kind of recently cited um, reasons why Russia is keen to kind of gain re-control over the uh, territory. So Putin says that he thinks Western powers are trying to surround Russia 
um, with these NATO controlled countries. Um, so he's feeling like he's being blocked in by all these sort of Western powers. Um, so he is pushing back against that because he feels he needs to keep Ukraine on his side. Um, hence why he has started moving Russian troops to the Ukrainian border. What is happening then right now? What has happened in the last few weeks? Why is it that suddenly everyone is talking about Russia now again? So whilst kind of Russia has been at that border for a long, long time, um, I think the world is starting to see that Russia might actually have plans to invade Ukraine more recently. So over the kind of um, last few weeks, um, many kind of leaders of countries such as the US, um, the UK as well, um, have kind of showed their support for Ukraine, um, saying that um, Russia would pay a serious and dear price um, for invading and kind of sending reinforcements um, to Ukraine and therefore Europe as well. Um, Joe Biden said that. So we can see that um, whilst kind of um, Russia is kind of preparing maybe to invade, um, the US um, are also kind of sending extra troops. I think the UK has also committed to send extra troops to Ukraine if there is an evasion. Um, so it's very tense at the moment. I think it is very much down to that kind of division and I think everyone is kind of waiting to see, yeah, what Russia will do again. Yeah, so Russia has sent about 130,000 troops to Ukraine's border. Um, there's also more at sea and they're sort of looking like they're preparing for war, which has meant a lot of these European and um, US powers have been put on edge they are suddenly worried that russia is going to actually invade ukraine which again as you mentioned will have huge costs humanitarianly and economically it's not really in anybody's best interest even russia if he if they invade putin will also face economic consequences and it it's a very tense situation because nobody really wins if this uh, invasion goes ahead. There's been lots of talks going on in Europe this week. Liz Truss, the UK Foreign Secretary, was sent over to Moscow. They were in talks with her Russian counterpart. They didn't seem to really achieve much. I think all of this is kind of over kind of the attitudes of like the foreign um, ministry minister sorry of kind of russia um and kind of russian governmental attitude about kind of ignoring um formal requests from um kind of i don't like to use the term the west but the west um to kind of explain um the build-up in troops on the border very recently so we've got a situation where there are 130,000 troops on that border and they're not explicitly explaining why this is happening. Like Izzy said, it wouldn't be very beneficial for Russia apart from that kind of strategic component of um, regaining like a former Soviet ter territory, sorry. We kind of add up the cost of invading in terms of the troops that are required, um, coupled with Ukraine being a relatively poorer country, so if they did regain that territory, it's not like necessarily that they would be able to kind of reap financial benefits straight away. Um, but also the economic sanctions that would be placed on Russia are very, very high. We would get a situation mm. where Russia could 
um, this is a big cut, have further economic kind of issues going forward and Vladimir Putin could kind of suffer as a result of that. As we said, the US has sent almost 3,000 3, extra troops to Poland and Romania to bolster those Eastern European defences. Downing Street that says has said that the UK is also sort of putting things in place. They've sent 350 troops to Poland, maybe sending more to Estonia. There's Royal Marines are getting involved, commando troops. So a lot of people are just kind of getting people in place to in case something happens. It is this waiting game still at the moment. Um, apparently a thousand more British troops are put on alert in the UK. There seems to be everybody's m making sure that if that invasion does happen, we are ready to respond immediately. Both Britons in Ukraine and Americans in Ukraine have been told to leave immediately. Um, it was made almost sort of that this is quite an immediate threat and you need to get out and get out now. Um, just today, when we're recording this on Monday the 14th, Ukraine has called for a meeting with Russia and other key members of European security group over the escalating tensions. So diplomacy is still seeming to be the way forward. Right now, it is simply just talks. Everybody's trying to talk to each other. It doesn't seem like much is being decided or achieved, but diplomacy is the preferred route by everyone because, as we mentioned, this war is not going to come quickly, easily or cheaply. It has been said that this is the most critical stage. We are currently in the sort of highest tension point because it is very much nobody really knows what is going to happen next. But we can speculate. What does it mean if Russia makes that decision to invade Ukraine? What does that mean? So as we spoke about the cost of invading because Ukraine is quite a poor country, the sanctions, it's all going to be a lot of money. And of course, the, I think the most important thing that would happen is the humanitarian cost. A lot of lives would be lost. We've already spoken about the fact that around, you know, 13,000, 14,000 lives have already been lost in Ukraine and Russia as a result of this tension that nobody really knows about. I feel like it's very under the radar. It's not really been in the foreign news, at least in the UK. But this would rise. So there have been, you know, said that it would be a refugee crisis, there would be many people displaced, it would be, you know, if it was like, became urban warfare on the streets of Ukraine, it would be, you know, a disaster situation and the other, the neighbouring countries would have to be in a position to support that as well. Yeah, definitely. I think that mention of um, kind of urban warfare, we've spoken about kind of, um, or it's been spoken about kind of hybrid warfare, um, the kind of war territory is very different now. Um, kind of irregular militias popping up, cyber um, kind of security and hacks could be a massive issue um, if they both go to war with each other. Um, and then the disinformation. I mean, with the rise of social media, we all know that there's kind of been a lot of issue um, about disinformation on a range of issues. Um, I don't think that would be an exception here. Yeah, I think it is. that's almost one of the scary parts that we don't really know what a war would look like now uh, between such powerful nations. There is always the threat of nuclear warfare. I think everyone's equally as terrified as that of that as each other. So hopefully it would never come to that. But there is this whole new brand of warfare where, you know, it's not just two sides fighting out on the streets. It's all these other layers of, you know, cyber, of hacking, of different ways of attacking 
um, which I think is going to come as a surprise for everyone. Nobody really knows what to expect or what to prepare for. Um, another aspect of this is the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, gas pipeline that runs from Germany to Russia. So this is a very expensive pipeline that spent that's cost a lot of money and has taken a long time to build. Um, it's sort of a big energy project that is sort of meant to double Russia's gas exports. It's not currently started yet, but Biden has sort of threatened that this would be blocked if Russia invades Ukraine. So this is another one of those economic costs that Russia would face if it does choose to um, invade. So it's all these sort of different, like, tensions. There's the humanitarian side, there's the political side between these manoeuvrings, and then there is the economic side where all these sanctions and the cost of war. So really nobody knows what is happening right now. What do you think is going to happen, Annie? I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. Again, like the kind of atmosphere is so tense. They might be able to resolve it diplomatically. I mean, to be honest, whilst they have been at the border for a while, and obviously that is an issue. They have been at the border for around a decade. Um, even after kind of Crimea, there wasn't necessarily a massive kind of full-blown war there was obviously conflict um and stuff like that whether that is just another one of those situations yeah so it's also up in the air but hopefully this has at least given you a bit of information about what is what is happening right now what has happened and what might happen uh, in the future Thank you very much for listening to this episode of The Latest. Make sure you follow us on Spotify, follow our Instagram at NewsLSR and make sure you tune back in because next week we are going to be covering the strikes that are currently happening on campus. So we'll be keeping you completely up to date on that as well. But thank you so much, Annie, for your very first podcast on The Latest. Have you enjoyed it's it? all right, yeah. I've been absolutely fine. My voice is croaking now, but I'm good, yeah. <laughs> and thanks very much for listening. This is The Latest. <laughs>